This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Tiki Barber. They need to do everything they can to hold on to Daniel Jones. If he keeps growing like we expect him to do like Josh Allen did, the New York Giants will have the best quarterback in the NFC East. And that's with Jalen Hurts almost being an MVP this season. Brandon Tierney. Julie loves on the show all year. And a million ways sideways, I try to ask him, whether you're going to guarantee a playoff spot. Is Daniel Jones the right guy? Nothing. His first TV appearance, he makes national headlines. Of course, Julie is Tiki and Tierney on the fan, 1019 FM and the Odyssey All app. right, we are absolutely stacked on this Super Bowl Friday. What's happening, everybody? Tiki and Tierney show. Uh, Tiki, I got news for you, Tiki. I'm not here to tell people who to root for. However, <laughs> America should be rooting for the Chiefs. You know why? You no, know what's why? happened? I'll tell you what's happened. Somewhere along the way, I can't exactly identify the point, but somewhere in the last, I don't know, 10, 12-ish, 13 kind of years, like in that neighborhood, as a sporting society, right, We, I think the average fan no longer gravitates just to the game. It's got to be about the other stuff, the ancillary stuff, the little piece of the side dish. You got the steak, but you need other stuff. And the other stuff has become conversation and debate crafted around, you ready for the acronym? The GOAT, which is completely played out, we know. Yes, Everybody it is. wants to debate this stuff, and I'm here to tell you. Now, it's early, clearly. If Patrick Mahomes wins, that's now two. He's young. He starts getting a little deeper into the pool, a little closer to Brady, still away, but a little closer, a little closer to Joe. America needs another sporting icon, and Mahomes could be the guy again this weekend. It's big. You know what? You know what America needs, or at least uh, sports need. They need villains, BT. They need someone who is easily the guy, the team, or the guy that you root against. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles, as we talked about earlier this week, I think are uniquely positioned to be a villain. And mainly because they embrace it, right? They don't even care about being hated and knowing that the fan base is is loud and raucous and, and upsetting to, I guess, the timid sports fan, you could say. Uh, the opponents that come into the vet or come down to Philadelphia, they're going to give it to you. So Philly is the perfect villain. And the fact that they're good makes for this, like, epic I think type of battle between who I should root for. This is if you don't have a dog in the fight. Like if you don't, if you don't oh, care obvious, for either obvious, team. Yes. If you don't care for either team, 
Like it's it's easy to root for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you just kind of want them to win. Patrick yes. Mahomes is this all American story, and he's biracial, and he's you know got the biggest contract in the NFL right now. He owns half of the city. He's buying all the sports teams, like all this other stuff that he has going on. He's the perfect like I don't know poster child. Whereas the Eagles, they don't feel that way. They feel like they're the rough and tumble and, you know, I don't know, not supposed to be here type of type of team that it's an underdog. Remember their whole Super Bowl five years ago? It was all about the underdog. We're the underdog, right? They were the mm-hmm. underdog in the divisional round. And I think even in the wild card round, underdog in the championship game. They're under, underdog in the Super Bowl. They embrace this villain role. And I think it's great for sport because it, it makes it very easy rooting interest one way or the other. Well, I got to tell you, you know, I, I actually, I do like your take. I do. You know, the, the villainous aspect of sport is largely gone. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Think about this. Like, Dennis Rodman is long gone, and, you know, Pedro Martinez headhunting, just a few examples. Ty Domi, guys like that, goons policed out of the NHL. It's really hard to have a real believable uh, villainous characteristic or characteristic. So I, I, I do like what you're saying. The only thing I would push back on is that the way football is set up, right? And I do agree that they do have this characteristic. The Eagles are not likable. They're not. Outside of Philly, I think everybody's rooting against them. I'm with you. But this team's going to break up soon because that's football. And they might be hated now in the sporting sense, despised now. Oh, God, the Eagles, ah, their coach, ah, their fans, ah, this. Well, the fans will always be hated, I guess. But eventually (laughs) eventually, the the, the players will change, and then they'll have a different identity. They're not – are we going to really – I'm asking. Are we going to hate the Eagles in five years? Um – I, I mean, I, I mean, but I will we'll debate Mahomes, I, but we'll debate Mahomes in five years. Uh, it's a good point. I mean, you, you're making a very good point. And I get it. Like, I understand that you often need like an underlying storyline, right? Something that just is bigger than just, oh, this team is playing this team and this team's going to win. Right. Which is interesting, but not really. Right? It just stops. Right. It's, it ends as soon as the game is over. Whereas if Patrick Mahomes wins a Super Bowl, his second and this is now four attempts, no, uh, three attempts, his second and three attempts, then we start saying, well, could he be Tom Brady? Could he be one of the greatest evers? I mean, obviously, he's the best in this generation and the MVP and things of that nature. But um, how big can he get? It's just something to follow. But to me, I think the Eagles will persist as an, an, I don't know, an evil character in the, if you're talking good and evil, you know, just being binary here, but as as an evil character, I could see Philly constantly persisting in this, in this vein, because it's been that way for so long. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, I'm biased because I played in the NFC East and, you know, the rivalry that developed between us just up uh, 90, uh, up and down 95, uh, Route 95, uh, um, the Turnpike is something that's, that's, that's important in my mind. But, uh, like, even if the good players, Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and J- Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, like, those really good dudes – they just feel like the bad guy simply because they're in greed to me. And I think that will persist regardless of who is in those uniforms because it's Philly, right? The team, the Eagles. But, take it's all, on but the, see, let me ask you, but it's always been Philly. But they and take on the now, persona of the city. You know what I mean? The team takes on the persona of the city. And it's rare because not a lot of teams do that. 
right? Not a, not like the Bengals. I mean, I don't even know what the persona of Cincinnati is, but the Bengals don't take on the persona of the Cincinnati, right? Or the I guess the Chargers kind of feel the Rams. They kind of feel like they. Take well, I'll give on you the, the best example. The, the Knicks of the '90s absolutely did. Yes, like that's an example. Yes, for you. yes, and they were and they were kind of I don't know hated. Yeah, in, oh, in a sense. despised. And and how many people would have told you in that era? This was before New York got fully cleaned up, and you know the meatpacking district turned into I don't know, a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a night, night a hot spot, yeah. right? Before all that, most people would have said. Dude, I'm, in New York City, ah, it's rough, man. I don't want to go to New York City, and and so you kind of thought of the Knicks that way, and they also played that way. So I, I, it's very rare that you have a team like the Eagles who seem to take on the persona of the city more than the individuals on the team, and I think that lasts for a long time. All right, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Tiki and Tierney here on the fan inside of our Town Fair Tower Studio. Uh, friends of Town Fair minds that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And let's face it. You know, for the most part, to Tiki's point, the heat in sport has largely dissipated. Yankees, Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Fairly yeah. mundane. Yeah. You know, even in golf, you know, Tiger and Phil for a long time couldn't stand each other. You know, are there any golf rivals? No. Uh, Knicks Heat, to mention them again. Knicks Pacers, to mention them again. That's gone. You know, I know Mets fans don't like the Braves, and I get it. And the Mets fans don't like the Phillies. And the Yankee fans will never like the Red Sox. Get it. But it doesn't feel the same. Like, that That energy has, has been replaced because society has changed, mm-hmm. all right, by different different things that, that elevate our, our senses. And I, feel, I don't mean all of us, but I, in large part, it's more about the big macro picture. Greatest of all time. Is this team on the precipice of a dynasty? You know what I mean? Like, the heat's kind of gone. Where, where are the bad guys? Where are the bad pertaining to sport? I don't mean criminals. I mean, there's criminals everywhere. You just have to, you know, just open up Twitter. Somebody's doing something wrong. I get you. I get you. Uh, I understand what you mean here. But I would say that, you know, in five years, I think the more sustainable, provided he wins and he keeps yeah. staying healthy, the more sustainable, meaningful cover for me would be where's Mahomes stack up? You know, can he be the all times yards leader? Can he throw more touchdowns than anybody? Can he win four or five Super Bowls rather than are the Eagles still the villain? But I, but I got you. I, yeah. I I hear where you're coming from. I mean, it's it's like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the one guy that feels like he's above the villainous status for the Philadelphia Eagles, only because his story is so good and you kind of even if you don't like eagles you, you you like where he's come because he's he's he was the underdog i mean it's so different than a lot of these guys that have have starred there um uh, you know like carson wentz like carson wentz easily became like i don't know hateable um in a sporting sense not only how kind of guy he is but you know what i mean like in a sporting sense it was like i can root against carson wentz right i can root against some of these other characters on the philadelphia eagles whereas jalen hurts is starting to make the eagles a little bit like all right, that's the that's the one thing that maybe con you know contrasts to my opinion about this Eagle squad. All right, all right, let's get to the phones. Let's talk to you. Get ready for the Super Bowl, and uh, we go to first up Eric in Jones Beach. He's on the Fantique and Tierney. Eric, what's happening, buddy? How you doing? Hey guys, what's going on? Great show always. Um, Thank I got you. Eric. A, got a funny hot take for you, man. Um, so let's say you're you're Tom Brady, right, and you're watching this Super Bowl, and you're sitting there, and you know he's coming off like. You know, not not his greatest season, but he's still he's still a top five quarterback. And uh, all of a sudden, the Chiefs are driving and they're beating the Eagles, and they're talking Mahomes is going to be 
the next Brady? Is he going to be it? You telling me he's not going to come back? Join the New York Jets? Oh, the Jets. Here's a little curveball, a little backdoor curve. We're focusing on Rodgers. No Brady on the hopper. Uh, you know, it's an interesting thought there, Eric. And not everybody believes that Tom Brady's done. Not everybody. Not, not everybody. To me, this feels real. Hmm. Uh, myself. But, you know, I've talked to a few people. You're there. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been hit with some of the same thoughts or theories. Uh, it's not reporting. It's not. Uh, it's just a sense that he might not fully be done. Yeah. So you never know. It's not crazy. Yeah. You do You do kind of get that every now and then. Um, you know, a lot of people are just saying, congrats, Tom, great career. But others are saying, yeah, this isn't real. And it, until, it's, until the season starts and he's not on a team, then you kind of have to hold that in the back of your mind. Maybe he's messing with us again and could play. Yeah, by the way, if he did that, then I'm, I'm all out on Brady. I have had a very interesting relationship with Tom Brady. I went from... Uh, first of all, he was completely benign in my world. He meant nothing to me. Like in Michigan, I watched him and I watched Drew Henson play. They split. I'm like, all right, you know, this, this guy's fine. He's, he's, he's a decent college quarterback. And then I had to hate him for all these years with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then I really grew to respect them. Yeah, especially the Tampa. The Tampa years were at least the first couple were really interesting, and it made him a compelling and interesting figure because you now felt, oh, he's out of his shell. Tom Brady is normal. He's a normal athlete, a normal dude, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a human being. Yeah, he's yeah, not like yeah, a yeah. human instead of a robot that just won all the damn time, even though he did win down in Tampa. But you know what I mean. I got you. But if he pulls this nonsense of a, you know, a, a, a bait and switch again with the retirement, then that's it. I, I, mm. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're with me you on that, you don't, right? You don't, you don't root for him if he does that, BT. It's almost like... All right, now enough already. Yes. Get, right? It's, it's time to move on. You're 46 years, well, 45 now, but you will be 46 years old. It is time to move on. It's time to move on. I would actually, forget about not rooting for him, I would actively root against him. Uh, will is on Long Island. What's going on, Will? How are you today? Good, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You'll you got it. The show. Uh, Brandon, I'm a Jets fan. Okay. And I know you are, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm a 23-year-old Jets fan, so this team was one of the best teams I ever saw, and that's saying something. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But, yeah. but I wanted to chime in on the Mahomes-Brady thing. Okay. Um, I said it when he went to the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers against Brady to uh, to all my friends who are Patriot fans. I said there's a chance he could – I don't want to say be better, but there's a chance he could be in the same conversation as Brady when his career is all done. Because if it wasn't for that offside play, he would have beaten the Patriots and went to and went to a Super Bowl. And if his offensive line was a little bit better, he could have beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So there's a chance he could have a total of three Super Bowls heading into Sunday. So I think it is up for debate, even if he does win on Sunday, that he could be in the same class as Brady when his career is all done. I just think it's a you know conversation worth having. Yeah, no, it will be. The challenge you, is... And so, I mean, ultimately, it's going to come down to how it all looks when it's said and done for Patrick Mahomes. So let's just say he wins this Super Bowl and and he goes on and plays, I don't know, four or five more uh, and, and wins a couple of those as well. Then people will start saying, well, Tom Brady didn't lose until, you know, his whatever, fifth one uh, type of situation. But Pat Mahomes feels like he's going to be here for a long time. But he's also at risk uh, because if he loses this Super Bowl, mm. let's say the Eagles win this mm-hmm. Super Bowl, and now he's been to three and lost two. He's got no wiggle room. He's got no wiggle room. That's true, T. I mean, he's really got to be epic uh, as a winner, not as a player, because you know he's going to win another two MVPs over the course of his next decade career, right? But it's all about the winning 
when you try to compare him to the GOAT status of Tom Brady. It's not necessarily the skills and the stats, even though those are prolific for Tom Brady as well, but it's really about the winning. That, that's the only way to match Tom is to keep winning. Otherwise, he has you by a mile. Yeah, it, it's a, if listen, if he comes up short on Sunday, and I don't think he is, I've been saying for the last week and a half, I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. But if he loses, you know, it's a little more than a speed bump that temporarily stops the uh, uh, the conversation of potential goat status. Like it's a big shot. It's like mm-hmm. now we have to, we can't have that conversation yes. until maybe he forces us uh, maybe down the road to restart it. Seth is in Westchester. What's up, Seth? Hey guys, good morning. Good to uh, good morning. talk to you. And um, I've just been listening to the uh, the uh, Eagle supervillain talk of the last few weeks. And I just, it, as a storyline, it's just hard for me to like, you know, they, they, how long has the NFL been around? Like 55 years and all of a sudden the Eagles are villains? Like like you're talking about, like Hurts is a likable yeah. uh, narrative. Yeah. Uh, there's two Kelsey brothers in the Super Bowl. I like them both. I don't know. It just feels a little bit uh, forced or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what we're talking about, though. It's like Philly, I'm not saying they are, because some people like the Eagles. I'm saying they should be. They need to be the villain. And when you talk to the sports media around Philadelphia, like Ike Reese, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, like they want it. They embrace the hate that they throw at people, right? Or the eggs that they throw at the bus or whatever it is that 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 makes them have this I know, this negative feel to fandom. And it's why I tr- I truly believe their city and their fans kind of force the persona onto the team. I'm not saying the Eagles are bad guys, that there's a bunch of I don't know, quasi hoodlums on the team. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the like the city and the team and how they how they like to perceive themselves. And if they win this Super Bowl, because you're contrasting with Pat Mahomes in this clean cut Kansas City image versus Philadelphia, this rough and tumble East Coast, you know, a hotbed of, of, of really good athletics, if you really want to think about it, talking about the 76ers and, and, and the Phillies and everything else. But Philly just has like a grind, a grindy feel to it, which is easy to put them on the on the dark side, so to speak. And I don't mind that. Actually, I think I think it's I think it's important. I think it's necessary, especially because once you get to the stage that is the Super Bowl, and you don't have a dog in the fight, your team is not playing. Mm-hmm. Who are you rooting for? Yeah, right. And and you got to find a reason why you're rooting. You got to gravitate team. to something. You got to gravitate to something. That's all we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can gravitate to the Mets commercial that's going to be uh, be run a few times. <laughs> 877-337-6666. So, by the way, we're going to get to some of this coming up as well. Um, absolutely huge night last night for our football stars. Uh, whether it was Sauce, whether it was Garrett Wilson, whether it was Dable, whether it was Klecko, whether it was Rivas, and whether it was Rondé. Yeah. Rondé. We, listen, you and I have been sitting on this for you, of course, and I've been sitting on this for a week, too. We knew this was coming. Well-deserved. Rondé will join us. Uh, a quick summation as, as his brother is his twin. Before we go to break, uh, how, how awesome is this to see? 
No, it's spectacular. Rondé didn't play his career to be a Hall of Famer, but the way that he played his career uh, proved that he was a Hall of Famer. I mean, he changed the nickelback position in so many ways. And I know people don't think about it in this regard, but when he was at Tampa, he was asked to do things that corners were never asked to do, from tackling to blitzing to, uh, you know, covering tight ends, uh, playing uh, basically run defense and and all these different things that that now make the nickel corner necessary if you don't have one then you you feel like you're short uh in your defensive philosophy and in fact i mean there's a pro bowl spot for the nickel corner right that did that didn't exist when ronde was early in his career it now exists because of the role that he had in shaping how defense is played these days and after 16 year career and five years on the ballot he finally got a much deserved honor of being knocked into the hall of fame and it was awesome last night at the honors to see it actually uh, be presented uh to the public so congrats to my twin uh he he deserves it i'm excited for him i'm excited for early august out in canton yeah induction ceremony happens and we'll be out there our family will be out there and it'll be it's it's an awesome day for the barbers yesterday i'm so happy for your mom and your dad and of course ronde and his family now we got to get teak in there we got to we got (laughs) to get my boy in there let's go one of these days. We got to get you in, Teak. Awesome. We'll have Rondé coming up at 1120, one hour from now. 87, and we're also working on Klecko, too. 877-337-6666. So, do the Eagles fit the bill of the, the older school villain that we all love to hate? If you think about it, where are the villains in sport? Uh, Draymond Green? Uh, okay, I feel like that, that's kind of dissipating. Who do we look at and conjure up, like, real emotion against for some it's the eagles tiki thinks that's a good thing and it could be a bigger thing and a sustainable thing do you agree 877-337-6666 tiki and tyranny on the fan when this happened you talked about it on the fan drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round the 1390th pick overall today he calls cooperstown home mike piazza Welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 1027 on the Fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. You know, Tink, we need villains. I think radio needs villains. Television needs villains. Movies needs villains. We need villains. And in large part, our sporting society, which has gotten incredibly soft. Here's a trophy. Here's a medal. It's all right, little Johnny. Don't worry. You're still a champion. You participated. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Outside outside of, like, the Astros, and even that's dissipated a bit because it's not the same team. Draymond Green, who I said before. uh, Kyrie and KD for different. Kyrie more than KD. Different reasons. Largely absent of villains. So when you tell me the sporting world, so when you tell me that the villains, uh, pardon me, the Eagles have these characteristics mm-hmm. and uh, it's sustainable, and I think it's sustainable because I don't see the coach going anywhere, nor do I see the quarterback going anywhere. No, uh, that that is a good thing for sport, and that is uh, that is an awesome thing to latch on to because there's not many options anymore. Yeah, it's just not. No, they're not. It's one of those things where. You know, if you get a, I don't know, it's, we're talking about being the bad guy, but if you get a good thing in a bad guy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, going, you, you got to stick with it, man. You just got to own it. And, you know, certain teams have it. A lot of teams don't. But these two teams, for their respective viewpoints of them, they it kind of feels sustainable to me. I really do. And a lot of it is because of how Nick Sirianni is. He's oh, not absolutely. A, he's not a humble coach. He's not like, yeah, I'm just kind of happy to be here. Yeah, I know that Andy Reid, you know, fired me, and it's, uh, you know, it was humbling, and it made me who I am today. Like he's he's like pissed off about it still, right? So it's 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 it. He kind of puts the personality of the team right front and center, and you either love that or you hate that. I'm not saying you, everybody hates villains. Mm-hmm. Some people some people love the villain, and they want the bad guy to win sometimes. Hundred percent. So, so I think I think the Eagles have a real shot here, as do the Kansas City Chiefs, to define right these two very unique ways of being viewed as a champion. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not whether you love them or hate them; it's whether or not you react to them. Yeah, that's, that's what right. matters. That's the that's, whole point. That's right. It's been because there've been some. How many times have we been like, yeah, I don't really care who wins. Yeah, I just got. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's good stories both sides. You know, it's like it's it's very rarely do you get this kind of binary, this this like divided feel of what you want uh, to happen if you are you know a non rooting interest in the game. You know, I loved my wrestling growing up, and two of the greatest heels were Piper and Macho Man. Uh, yeah, where they actually usurped the 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 good guys. Like, yeah, there was a right. point where Piper was as popular for a different reason than Hulk. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you elicit that reaction. That's that's what it's about. So this should be a lot of fun. Uh, I got the Chiefs, but uh, we'll see. 877-337-6666. How about... Uh, let's go to Dan in Danbury, Connecticut. What's going on, Danny? How are you? Hi, hey, guys. Um, hey. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I, I guess just before I... Uh, you know, say my little thing here, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, um, I love... I like listening to you guys... Uh, talk talk and um you know 
the topics and uh, Tiki. I What's hope up? one day I can be so e- even keeled as you are. When I hear you speak, you know, like nothing phases you, and I think that's awesome. You know? I appreciate it. And, it's because uh, uh, BT's yeah, uh, BT's BT forces it out of me. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's a great. You know, you guys are you guys are a good contrast. You know, and um, I hope one day I can get have as much conviction as uh, you know as, as a attorney does about you know. Yeah, put it this way: I think you know, two what? of me, two of me wouldn't be good, and two of him wouldn't be good. No, you're right. You'd be bored. You'd be you'd be you'd be bored listening to two of me, and you'd be and you'd be like ripping <laughs> your hair out exactly Click. listening to two of BT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Thanks, Dan. What's my, going on, buddy? This is my quick thing. This yeah. is my quick thing. I just think that like it's hard for me to look at a villain and be the underdog at the same time. Like um, huh. to me, like you know, oh, I came up here from Maryland, right? And I yeah. had to, I had to pick a team. All right, I'm in the tri-state area. I actually came up right when the Ravens started to be good. So, uh, and they didn't even have a team when I came up here. So I was like, oh, you know. So I, I picked the Jets, right? You know, I like the Jets, but yeah. and then you know, so Tom Brady ended That's up being like move. the villain to the Jets, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. But like, but in the Super Bowl, he was always a favorite. So to me, like the underdog, it's tough to be a villain. I mean, yeah. I guess it's because of their their fan base, right? Because they're wild and crazy. But that's really more what point, it is. It is like that's you got to be. Take. I, I that, you know again, guys. I you know like listening to you guys. Thank you I very much, Dan. Won't you, I mean, it, won't you take that, Tiki? He's he's got a really good point, man. It's hard to be that team that nobody expects to win, and in because you you kind of just get root for. It, yes, right? right. And but I don't think that's the case this year with the Eagles. I know that they are technically are no, they're the favorite in the Super Bowl, right? It hasn't the money gone their way, but whatever it is. I saw the one and a half still this morning. Yeah, so whatever whatever it is, whether you know who you think's gonna win this game, I think the Eagles are anything but the underdog this season. Think how dominant they've been from the very beginning. They had that one misstep against the against the commanders, the Washington Commanders earlier in the season. But yeah, I know they lost to the Cowboys, but Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. Uh the couple of games that they you know stepped back on, it was because uh, Hertz wasn't out there on the field. Other than that, they've been dominant, right? Their postseason has been utterly like ridiculous. Now, context matters. You know, beating the Giants and then a banged up 49ers without Brock Purdy at quarterback. But I mean, they score 70, 77 points in two games. I think they've uh, outscored their opponents by 55 points, which is the third most of any Super Bowl team going into the Super Bowl in route to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. So they've been utterly dominant, which you know kind of sets it up to uh, to be the bully, so to speak, in this in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you know, getting in, we we'll do our predictions at some point, but I really believe that the Eagles have a chance to have a, a, a I don't say a runaway game because I don't <sighs> think any of these things, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to get run away, but. I, I, I'm going to find it hard to believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to slow down what the Eagles have done offensively and defensively all season long. It's just, they've been too consistent. And, and I think I heard this stat, and I think I'm right about this. All 22 week one starters are starting this, this Super Bowl. And if you can do that, which is hard mm-hmm. in an attritious game like the NFL, 17 weeks now and obviously a couple of playoff games, it, you, you just give yourself an advantage of familiarity um, and also continuity. Um, yeah. The other thing that I would add to that, Teak, when, you know, just back to the, the, the villain thing for a moment, generally villains come in, they tell us, we're going to kick your ass, and then yeah. we, we kick your ass, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. But I'll give you a couple examples. Like, the Dynasty Yankees did that. Not mm-hmm. Jeter, but some of the guys did that. The 
The Raiders back, back, back in the day. UNLV basketball back mm-hmm. in the day with Larry Johnson. That crew, oh, boy, they were good. That's a good one. That's yep. a really good one. Fab Five did it with Jay Rose, C. Webb, and those guys. Like, a lot of the thing, I think one of the main things about being a villain is, number one, having the bravado and then backing it up, clearly, but also almost being a little counterculture. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah not, not typical. Because if it's typical... Like Pat Mahomes, I just, like he feels typical. Like he's like he's a kid who you know grows up through the ranks. He's he's he says all the right things. He looks the right way. He's got the cool factor, right? He sets these records. He's a young MVP. He's beyond reproach. Like just you're not. There's nothing negative to say about Pat Mahomes. Nothing except for maybe his brother and his wife on social media. But that's social media, so really cares, right? So there's nothing negative about Pat Mahomes. So he feels like the All-American guy in a nouveau Amer- uh, All-American type of way. Yep. And, you know, you kind of just want him to be successful. Yeah, he's got a good right? disposition. You yeah. know, he laughs. He's, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yep. Stylistically, fan- he's like yep. a video game. He's awesome. That's, that's right. The fan base out there in Kansas City is amazing. Yep. Right? They're, they're supportive, but also vicious, but not, like, mean. They're not throwing eggs at the buses. And I'm only saying that because the Philadelphia Eagles fans literally threw eggs at the buses. Not the Giants uh, busted in. Not the they Giants a little strength. The 49ers buses, they did yes, that. So it's like, yes, it's like you just, I don't know. I just, you can't help but look at this matchup and the fan bases and everything surrounding both and say, all right, good guys, bad guys. The Eagles are definitely in the bad guy category. And the Kansas City Chiefs are definitely in the good guy category. That makes category. a good matchup, man. It really does. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Oh, it's so it's, it couldn't be by anyone else better. Oh, God, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. Oh, man. Oh, Joe, I got to admit, it's never been as good to see it as now. It really is. Thank you, man. Oh, it's wonderful. That's awesome. That is, uh, by the way, I got, listen, it's maybe a little cynical on my part. I, I, I say this with a smile. When Coleco says, you know, couldn't be by anybody else, anybody better, that's definitely true. But let's face it, there's not a lot of jet options to knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, Curtis Martin doesn't even like football anymore. Who else are we going to? Yeah, and it's just not. It's not the contemporary. So Joe Namath was the was the kind of only option. I saw Joe last night, by the way, on the red carpet for the NFL Honors. I actually did a, a joint interview with Brian Kilmeade on Fox News with uh, with with Joe. He's the best. Did you shake his uh, hand? Yeah, I did. Meat I hooks. did. Catcher's I did. mitts. I did. I told him. Uh, I told him that you did not put the giant jersey on. Adam I said. Boy. I said you put it on, but you didn't show it. And so, what was his reaction? Was he displeased he was, with me? He was like, "Oh, come on!" He didn't like it. <laughs> no. Oh man, I let him down. I let but him it down. But it was all. But it was all good. Oh Joe, man, Joe was Joe was great. He's, He's the great, best, great and Klecko deserves this. Revis deserves this. It was really a Brian Dable Coach of the Year. 
Uh, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. You know, in a lot of ways, they were named the defensive rookie and the offensive rookie of the year. By the way, the only other time that's happened with the same team in the same year, the 1967 Lions Hmm. and the 2017 Saints. The Jets are one of three teams ever to get that distinction. So Joe Douglas knocked those out of the park, as we know. You know, in a lot of ways, I know it didn't end the way Giant fans wanted against the Eagles. That's obvious. And Jet fans certainly didn't want to go three games without a touchdown. But we could all circle 2022 as the year New York football came back for a million reasons. Yeah, there's a lot of turning points that could, that could start have started right here this season. And, and Dave's deserved coach of the year. I chatted with him before um, before he we went over to the honors event last night. And I was telling him good luck. And I was like, dude, do you know? Like, do you know if you actually have won this? He's like, no, I have no idea. And this is like game day to me. I'm going to be really upset if I don't win it. Uh, he's the best, uh, Coach Daves, and he, he is so deserved. I mean, I remember saying this, BT, week three, maybe week four, that the Giants have the best coach team in the National Football League. And it was obvious because they were outpacing their talent um, in their and how they were playing on Sundays. And he got a well, well-deserved honor. Ah, uh, No question. I thought Shanahan maybe had the inside track only because of all the wins with the quarterback, and we talked about with, with different mm-hmm. quarterbacks, but, man, Dable is yeah. phenomenal. What do you have, three different quarterbacks, and they didn't lose. The last loss you know, before the championship game yep. was October 23rd, yeah, and then they didn't lose again until the championship and game. And think about how they lost, because they couldn't throw the football. Now, they That's may have right. lost anyway. But they they had no chance. Yeah, they did. They really didn't. They they were they were, it was over. I mean, we talked about this already. But midway through the second quarter, you could see Kyle Shanahan just saying, "Let's just run the clock out." <laughs> yeah, let's just concede. Yeah, no, I it hear was, you. It was a, it was a bad, unwatchable game. You know, let me say one thing about Revis too, because you know, Klecko was my childhood, and Klecko was always a guy that, <clears throat> again, when you're that young, you just don't watch the game through a discerning eye, like the football prism. It's more, did we get a sack? Did we win? You're not looking at, you know, did somebody stunt and what happened? He's double yeah. You don't process it that way, right? So I don't know that I ever really truly appreciated when I was young how great Klecko was. I, I, kind of crazy to say now I was more of a Gassino guy because of the energy and the sacks and the, the flair and all that stuff, right? He stood out more on the screen because he made himself stand out more. And as a kid, you, you, you know, that resonates, right? Uh, but I say this because, like, Darrell Revis. Now, Revis's legacy here is complex because he won the championship with our most hated enemy. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I'll never forget that, right? But you can also make the point, and I'm about to make it, outside of I'm going to give you one, two, three, four. I'm going to give you four names in my lifetime. Maybe a f- – no, I'm going to give you four. I'm going to make this a really tight list. Outside of Dwight Gooden when he first came up, Don Mattingly before he hurt his back, mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor, and Mariana Rivera. I have never seen a New York athlete be so unquestionably the best at their craft, at their peak, like Darrell Revis was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, no. I, I, You could throw Brodeur and some great goal, but nobody quite, quite hits that for me. Yeah, he was a, he was an, a a bigger elite athlete playing corner. This was around the same time, maybe even a little bit before the the Legion of Boom, like the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, absolutely, doing that. before those guys, yeah. And so he, he, but he could run with anybody. 
He was, you know, he was he was an adept tackler. Not that he had a ton of tackles because he was also on the outside covering the best wide receiver. But, um, you know, his, it's interesting because you look at his stats and you're like, God, he only had 29 career interceptions. It just doesn't feel like that's a dominating. You know, when you, you look at the, the, the years when he had really great seasons. There's probably four of them, maybe maybe four and a half of those years. The last couple with the Jets, they, I mean, weren't anything to write home about. His year in Tampa wasn't great. But those years, the stats didn't come because they literally didn't throw his way. They just refused to throw his way. And... When they did, he was blanketing him them. So Revis is it's he deserves it. I actually sat with his mom um, during the ceremony last night. Nice. So it was it was it was great to catch up with her and then obviously see him afterwards. And uh, he's such a good guy too. He's very reserved and you know tamped down. You would yeah, think yeah, that yeah. these 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 call them shut down corners. You would think that they'd be cocky and he he is the farthest thing from that. Such a good guy and well deserved. Nice. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Cedar Grove. What's up, Justin? How are you? Hey guys, how are you? Okay. Good. What's up, Justin? Hey, good. Speaking I'm good congrats to your brother Ronde, first of all, in the early stages of fantasy football, man, he was the guy you wanted on defense. Tackle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, he, oh, I mean, he had like he I think he had I think he had like double digit touchdowns and just a DB. Oh yeah, return punts or he blocked block punts like interceptions. Like he he would score. Not only he'd have the stats, he would score for you, which is cool. Uh, a real Swiss Army knife, as like you. Um, so you just played the Klecko clip, the Klecko clip, and and my my father's seventy four. We went to every Jets game from nineteen eighty nine till 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 recently. I seen my father cry twice in his life. When his mother died, and when Joe Klecko's jersey got retired at halftime of one of the Jet games, his all-time oh, wow. favorite, only guy to make—I'm sorry—one of three to make the Pro Bowl at three different spots. I'm a Curtis Martin guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, but that's dad number one. So I mean, well deserved for him. Um, in terms of your villain, I'm all for it. I'd rather be the villain ten times out of ten. Have everyone <laughs> hate me, and it, 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 like I'm a Jets fan, so the Philly thing—it's kind of irrelevant to me. Like if I were a yeah. Giants fan, I would feel differently. But I mean, you 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 had to hate going in there playing with those miserable people. They're animals down there. Jeez. But you, you you talk about villains. How about James Harrison? I mean, this nasty dude. Everyone yeah. hates, but 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 you know what, man? You just you wouldn't want to go his way. And I I always talk about baseball. You, I mean, this is me. I would want to be the closer that everybody hated, and then come in <laughs> and shove for three outs and just shut the whole place up. That's yeah. my perspective, but. I'd rather be the villain than the nice guy. I just, that's just yeah, me. you know what? You make a good point. Thanks, it's, Justin. If, if, if it's in your personality to have to carry a chip on your shoulder <laughs> and let everybody know about it, it's easy to be the villain. It, it definitely is. Um, and you're right about Philly, man. The, the old vet was just – it was disgusting. The locker room was gross, right? The field was hard as a rock. The fans were crazy as hell. But, I mean – if you didn't get up to play in a game like that, then something was wrong with you. That was a good thing about being as bad as it was down in Philly. Oh, no question. That's what you want. Todd's in Portchester. What's happening, Todd? Hey, Tiki, Journey, how you doing, bud? Listen, quick question. Two quick things. Uh, Tiki, how did you ever, you and your brother, congratulations on your brother, by the way. Thank you. How I appreciate did you guys it. ever lose a game in high school? I want to ask you about that, maybe. And the second question. By the way, is, Tony, I've asked him that a million. It's so funny that you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've asked yeah. him that. Go we ahead. had a we had a we had a I'm, really you know good what? team. And, I'll tell. I'll answer it, but answer the ask, ask the second one. I'll answer, I'll answer it though because it's it's, it's right. interesting well, why I it think, happened. 
And the reason why I say that is because I played uh, high school football with a, a pro named Rich Ehrenberg. You probably guys don't remember him, but no, I don't. 80, know. 1980, played for the Steelers for four years. He's a real good player. But in high school, we all knew he got drafted up for baseball, and he, you know he was the best athlete on the team. I was the other running back. I used to get counters, and I used to go like 90 <laughs> yards. The whole team would follow him. Nice. But we and he went to Colgate and got drafted in the uh, seventh round. But we went, we, we, we always followed Rich and he played four years. But we knew he was an NFLer. But you and your brother, two NFLers on one, we never lost a high school game with him, by the way. Yeah. Two NFLers on, on the same team, one on offense, one on defense. I mean, forget about it. And my second question is, guys, and I'll hang up and let you guys uh, answer, is mm-hmm. I just think about Jalen Hurts with, with that defense, I mean, uh, Mahomes with that defense with Philly. Yeah. You think he's going to last the rest of the whole the whole yeah, Super Bowl. The whole, I think the they're going to come after him like crazy. And his ankle is still a little shaky, but that front seven is the best I've seen in a long time. But no, Ed, right I'll hang up. I'll let you yeah, guys talk. talk. Thanks, I'd love Bill. to hear you talk. Thank right, you. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, with the Eagles, look, their pass rush is elite. Those guys, you know, they come at you from the front side. They come at you from the back side, and uh, there's sound in the in the in the core as well. So Pat Mahomes, who's really good at extending and escaping, it's just not going to be easy for him because the time to release, um, you know, get rid of the ball from snap to release point is it's shortened against Philadelphia because Heretic comes off the, the edge so fast, uh, and he's in your face, so he forces you off of your line. You know, if it's backside, sometimes you could ignore it. Uh, and just hope that your backside tackle is protecting you, and you just you're oblivious to it. But when it when Hassan Reddick is in your face, it forces you to think differently about how you're gonna uh, release the ball. So if they get if they hit him a couple of times or take him down awkward sacks, that's that's how you affect Pat Mahomes, who's the obviously the MVP and the best player, uh, best quarterback in our game right now. But to your first question about why we didn't win in high school, we won uh, our senior year a lot. I mean, we were we were dominating teams. Rondé was a great defender. He had, you know, three or four interceptions in the first couple of games. But we went, we ran a wishbone offense. So three running backs and a quarterback. We threw the ball maybe 10 times a game. Rondé was like the gadget runner. I got the ball 80% of the time. He'd get it every, like you, on, the, on counters. Um, he would get it. But in our fourth game, our senior year, we were playing EC Glass. Um, and, uh, no, we were playing Heritage High School. And Rondé broke his collarbone, and he ended up missing the rest of the rest of the season. And we were, I think, we were four and zero, five and zero at that point. Mm-hmm. We won one more game the rest Oof. of the year, and it was just it was brutal. Question because, for you: If you would have gotten hurt and Rondé was healthy, would you have won more than one game the rest of the year? No. Okay. No. No. Okay. Not at all. So he yeah. both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the game, in the game after, you know, so we, we played this team EC Glass and we beat them that team played in the state championship game against Hampton which who was Allen Iverson's uh high school and they beat EC Glass we destroyed EC Glass uh with Rondé healthy so when Rondé got hurt yeah it killed it killed our season it was just it was over after that point gotcha we got a break here I would also like to point out though without saying the man's name we don't want to embarrass anybody that there was a basketball coach in Rondé and Tiki's hometown who actually cut Rondé and Tiki from the basketball team can you imagine that just let's let that marinate for a second. <laughs> All right, kids, let's line up and do some suicide. Let's. Well, I don't even say that word, but you know we're gonna do some sprints, right? Yeah. Line them up. 
And oh, we were we were up. we were good at that. Oh, I know. We were, I know. We were good. We you were know good what? at running. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you guys are. I don't think you guys are good fits. We're gonna cut both of the barber boys. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, if, if nothing else, you just press and trap the whole game. You don't have to take a shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we were. The problem was we couldn't shoot. Like, we were such good athletes. We could dribble a little bit. We uh-huh. could run around a little bit. We could play unbelievable defense, but we could not shoot. And that's why we didn't make the team. Oh, man. Oh, man. I got gotcha. you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.